what's going on everyone welcome back to the midnight terrors podcast i am your co-host today kevin slash bucky here with diamond slash jason jason how are you i am doing well and this is the midnight terrors podcast bitches that it is take about 250 trying to record new episodes yeah last night sucked balls i was i was loving our episode too thus far i know i know we'll We'll get get we'll get to what we were gonna record yeah we'll not spoil what we were doing we'll we'll come back to it but yeah maybe um, in the maybe in the coming weeks it'd be a good a good pick for october who knows yeah but i was having fun with it um and then it fucked up so (laughs) yeah but it's all good so welcome back to the midnight terrors podcast uh everybody listening and uh jason you know we uh we always like to tackle movies that are some of our favorites right and i felt like it was time that we got back to that and so this week we are talking about one of our i think i can safely say both of our favorite movies um one of you know, a favorite movie of both of ours and one that you introduced me to. We're talking about Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street. Yeah, so we're doing Sweeney Todd and it is uh, easily one of my favorites. Yeah, I think we're both excited to talk about this one. And um, I kind of already touched on it, but this was one, Jason, that uh, we talked about on several of the episodes throughout the course of the show that there's a lot of movies that you introduced me to. And uh, Sweeney Todd was another one. Um, I remember being back in, uh, oh, geez, I was probably in high school still, maybe, when uh, when you got me to sit down to watch this one. Um, you were like, hey, it's Tim Burton. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's Johnny Depp. This is just a movie I've gone back to a ton. And, um, you know, again, I, I think that this might, if you ask me, years ago if you if you were to ask me what my favorite tim burton movie was i definitely probably would have said beetlejuice um just because i mean you can't fuck with beetlejuice it's a great movie um and i would agree i mean i i think beetlejuice is i i don't know probably still my favorite but it's it's tough uh, man it's it's neck and neck but like i don't know what it is man like close second (laughs) yeah i was gonna say it's like a reverse for me where Sweeney Todd is just barely at the top, but Beetlejuice is right there um, because they're both they're both uh, flawless. But like this movie to me is just so like Beetlejuice still kind of remains a kid's movie for all intents and purposes. You know, I know it's I think it's PG-13. You know, it kind of rides that line of being more adult, but it stays in the kid friendly zone, you know? Yeah. Um. But Sweeney Todd goes like full, you know, gothic horror stuff. And it is it is Sweeney Todd goes hard. It does, (laughs) man. It does. And it's uh, you know, it's uh you know, it's an adaptation of the of the actual musical, like the Broadway show and the old school musical. Um, I've never seen it on stage. I've always wanted to see Sweeney Todd on stage, but the movie's great. Um, I think that the the atmosphere and the look of the movie is amazing. I love the way London looks in this and just like how disturbing and dark and dastardly it is. I think that this is one of Johnny Depp's like best roles ever. Um, And I just think that uh, I think everybody nails it with their characters and with the singing. I think the story is compelling. Yeah. It's, it's hard to talk about Sweeney Todd without just like, you know like fanboying because it's it's such a good movie yeah it's uh you know because it's been there have been so many iterations of it you know of course the broadway show is is what the original is and uh watching the broadway show or or seeing it like that most of it and actually, um, they're they're doing another one uh, with Josh Groban, I believe it is. Oh wow! Um, so yeah, so they're doing another uh, Broadway iteration with Josh Groban, and I'm oh, okay, like, another, uh, another another one on stage. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, in which which the the original was it's it's a you know it's a Broadway show. Um, right, and, right. 
And so Tim Burton, you know, decided to, you know, put it on screen and did it so eloquently. Um, so it's, it's, it's different. It's, it's hard to look at it. You kind of wouldn't want to say on some iterations that it's uh, a horror production, but it is. Um, and especially Tim Burton's version is definitely a horror iteration of it. And, Absolutely. And Tim Burton's and Tim Burton's version is freaking perfect. Um, and I love uh, Johnny Depp's portrayal. I I love uh, Helen Bottom Carter. Uh, you know everybody everybody that's in it. It just did a perfect job. And uh, the thing that I like about this movie before we kind of get kind of too hard into it is the fact that, you know, Burton took it to next level with the gore and uh, and everything like I mean, he just took it way more to a horror feature than you know, kind of the the typical or or the early iterations of it. Yeah, and uh, I agree with that. There there are some like deeply disturbing uh, horror moments in the movie that we'll definitely touch on. Um, but yeah, everybody brings their a game, man, including uh, Tim Burton, and you know, I think that's a good segue into talking about the movie. So for people who have not seen Sweeney Todd um you know it stars Johnny Depp as Sweeney Todd aka Benjamin Barker who was a barber uh who was actually exiled from London by Judge Turpin who is actually played by Alan Rickman because yep. Turpin was lusting after Benjamin Barker's wife so he had him exiled he tried to move in on the wife she was not having it, and he ended up assaulting her at a party. Uh, and it's, you know, believed that the wife committed suicide uh, afterwards. And then Benjamin Barker comes back under the alias of Sweeney Todd in London to exact revenge on Turpin and anyone associated with the crimes he committed. And uh, that's the movie. And, yeah. you know, like right out of the gate, man, the... Uh, the opening song on the ship when Sweeney Todd is, is coming in, you know, like to the port or whatever. Yeah. Immediately just sets a great tone, like for the movie. Um, yeah, and we get, it absolutely and, does. And we get to hear Johnny Depp's singing voice. And do you want to tell our listeners what you think yeah, of Johnny I, Depp's singing voice? <laughs> yeah. So I've said it once or twice on the show that I'm a huge Neil Diamond fan. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it has nothing to do with just our last names are the same. Um, but I just <laughs> love Neil Diamond. Mm -hmm. um, and fuck you if you don't like Neil Diamond. Yeah, maybe I'm a nerd. <laughs> um, but um, but uh, yeah, no, like Johnny, Johnny Depp, um, who because everybody um, in this movie, Johnny Depp, uh, Helen the Bottom Carter, um, even Sasha Baron Cohen, like yep. everybody sang their own stuff. Like it wasn't, it wasn't anything like, you know, somebody was singing over them or anything like they all did it. Uh, and I, I feel like there's a, <laughs> a couple of scenes or, you know, maybe the whole time that I feel like Johnny Depp sounds like Neil Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which which i think is hilarious that's a, that's immediately what i thought of when i remember that we were going to talk about the movie is that's a comment you've been making for like as long as i've known about this movie is that you you liken uh johnny depp singing voice to neil diamond yeah he sounds like neil diamond i don't i don't know why like that's that's just his uh it's his cadence or, you know, his, his singing voice and the way that they, uh, you know, coached him 
on his singing and, and he just sounds like Neil Diamond and he sounds fucking awesome. So yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm a big fan of his singing in the movie. Yeah, no, uh, Johnny Depp is a fantastic singer and I, I love that he's got such a, a, uh, background with music cause he does, you know, he's, he's not singing in it, but he does that band with, um, who the hell's in that band? Was it Alice, um, Alice uh, Cooper? It's, it's Hollywood. I, I think it's Hollywood Vampires. Yeah. That's what they're called. Um, and uh, no, he's got a bunch of people in there. Um, uh, I believe he has Mick Mars uh, from Molly Crew. And uh, I'm trying to think who else is in the band with him. Um, but anyways, like it, it's it's like a showcase of you know, basically all of these great musicians, especially from like 80s, early 90s, um, from these glam rock bands. Um, and they all play together. And yeah, Hollywood Vampires is cool. Yeah. So, yeah, Johnny Depp is uh, extremely talented. And we we definitely make it known that he's one of our favorite actors. And he I mean, he's top of his game here in uh as the role of Sweeney Todd. I mean, he looks great. His costume's awesome. And uh, again, I kind of, I don't really see Johnny Depp in there. I mostly just see Sweeney Todd. I mean, he's fantastic in the role. And, you know, we open with that song, No Place Like London, and it just sets the perfect tone for the movie. And then we meet uh, Helena Bonham Carter, who I also love uh, as Mrs. Lovett. Yep. Um, and she's got a fantastic opening song with the worst pies in London. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, dude. There's um, and <laughs> we actually we actually talked about this. Um, you know, the first time that I saw this, uh, your sister bought me the soundtrack, and I had it yep. in my car, <laughs> and I listened to that thing like nonstop so much um, i remember that too <laughs> yeah yeah I, you would you would jump in with me uh just to you know go to the store or whatever um and i always had that soundtrack in uh, so and i actually remember that was around like christmas time i think and uh i used to shop at fye all the time and go pick up you know new albums and i remember heather my sister called me asking me to look and see if they had the Sweeney Todd soundtrack there. Cause she was like desperately trying to find it for you. Um, yeah. and she finally got her hands on a copy and yeah, it's a flawless soundtrack, man. And like every song is just killer. And I got to ask, uh, you know, cause that's a good segue. What is your favorite song on the soundtrack? Um, I think my favorite is my friends. Oh, it's such uh, a good one. Yeah. When it, when, you know, Todd is pulling up his his blades, you know, and and just sing, you know, singing about his friends. And it's it's such a cool song because he's talking about having a relationship with his his blades. Yeah, his his razors. And of course, you know, that's what he's using. Uh, you know, because he's he's giving shaves to all these people and you know everything. Um, but yeah, having having the straight razors, um, and it's it's a really cool aspect because you know he he goes away and he comes back and then he pulls up the floorboards because he he hid his blades in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when he pulls the blades up, he's just, the song is that he's just talking to them or singing to them and just saying, you know, you're my best friends or, you know, I missed you. Like it, it's such a, it's such a weird, but cool like aspect. Yeah, you're hitting on something really cool that I actually really like about this movie and just the story of Sweeney Todd is that he's a dude that has just been driven insane by revenge to try to avenge his wife that yes. 
he, you know, like, yes, he's trying to get revenge, but he's killing innocent people as well. And it's a weird, like, paradox where he's the main role, but he's not really a hero. No, not not at all. Um, That's that's one of the things that I like about um, Sweeney Todd in general. And and I think that Burton leans into it a little harder than like kind of like the typical Broadway Mm -hmm. production is that he leans into Todd just he's he's so despondent and like he's had so much stupid shit done to him or he's just been abused so much and had everything done to him and so when he comes back the the reason that I like that song so much where he's singing to his blades where he's singing to his razors um he's just so happy because he's like you know what I <laughs> I'm ready to fuck some people up <laughs> yeah and he's not even nice he like he's not nice to anybody like he treats Mrs. Lovett and Toby and Anthony and Joanna horribly <laughs> like He's not, he's a broken man who's literally just lost everything. Um, well, that... he, he, I, I don't know that I would necessarily agree with that. Um, I think that uh, he and Mrs. Lovett, I, I think he has a good deal of love for her. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he definitely has something of a relationship with her, but not to which they, you know, show later in the movie in uh, one of the most bizarre, uh, amazing scenes in the movie that Mrs. Lovett has like fallen for Todd and he just does not give a shit about it. Like he is so not interested and so focused on what he's doing. But he'll, I mean, he'll yell at Mrs. Lovett constantly and, like, just do terrible things under his under her roof, like, regardless of the consequences. That's, what, that's why I say that he does have a relationship with her in some way, but he's also, like, only focused on himself to the point that he'll just do whatever he wants, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of, uh, um, it's, it's kind of a two-edged sword, I guess you could say. Um, because he, he does have a lot of love for love it, uh, but at the same time, he's kind of after his revenge mm-hmm. and being after his revenge, he doesn't care who gets, or he, if anyone gets in his way, he doesn't give a fuck. But yeah, if, if you're in, if you're in my way. Um, it's it's gonna be a bad day. <laughs> yeah, and we'll get to yeah. how that how that plays out, you know, as the movie goes on. But I gotta yeah. going back to the soundtrack for a second. Um, I've had the exact same so- the exact same favorite song from this movie, like since the first time I saw it. I still listen to this song like all the time, and it's the most the one I go back to the most out of the soundtrack is uh, Joanna from uh, Anthony. Yes. Um, yes, that song is like stunning. Like it's such a good, catchy song. Um, and the guy that plays Anthony in the movie, who is uh, he's basically a young man that came on the boat with uh, with Sweeney Todd, and he ends up falling for Joanna, who is Todd's long lost daughter that Todd doesn't know that he has. Um, right. who's who's been adopted by Judge Turpin. And uh, basically being held prisoner because she never leaves the house. And Anthony sees her from the street and just starts singing this song to her. Um, and yeah, it's such a beautiful song. Uh, and that's just it, that it, that's the one I've loved since the first time I saw the movie. It it really is. Um, the the I feel you, Joanna, um, mm-hmm. is is a great song. And and it, and it just uh, builds too. It's got like so many ups and downs with it. By the end, it's like, it's almost like, um, like 
like a hunchback of Notre Dame moment, which I bring that up because that was always like one of my favorite Disney movies as a kid. And that has so many like, like real songs as opposed to, you know, more simple songs. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Joanne is a great song. And, uh, but so we, we well, meet this is go ahead. The, 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 the guy, um, in the Tim Burton version, his falsetto. Yes, 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 yes. Crazy good. It's really good. Yeah, um, he, he's a fantastic singer. Yeah, he is. Uh, so, yeah, it's 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 a really good song. And there's again, we talked about me just <laughs> riding with the soundtrack in in my car. Um, you know there were there's so many good songs in here and they were just done so well you know by everybody yeah. that you know it's it's just something that it sticks in your head and you can't get rid of it <laughs> like yeah. you have to like it's just something that you just want to listen to over and over and over again um you know, so. you know what song is the one that i actually find the most like infectious that's always stuck in my head. I think it's just because it's got such a good hook of notes. Pirelli's Miracle Elixir is a song that is so catchy. Oh, yeah. And yep. like always playing in my head the try Pirelli's Miracle Elixir. Da, 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 da. Like it's yep, so good. That's the, that's the kid that's singing it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's then really uh, talk about who blew me away in this movie is Sasha Baron Cohen, dude. Like he is unreasonably good in this movie oh yeah he's yeah he's fantastic and this i think with sasha baron cohen um a lot of people don't give him the credit that he deserves i mean of course you know you've got um you you know you got ali g you've got uh you know bruno uh you know all of his characters that are just off the wall and 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 they're funny and i love them but they don't realize or people a lot of the times don't realize what a great actor he is like mm -hmm. he's he's a great actor and he's like a you know he's like a a triple threat like i mean yeah he can sing he can dance like he's a great actor um, and so seeing him in there, you know, was just fantastic, you know? Yeah. And when he comes, when he comes into the movie is kind of where the movie really gets going. Right. Because like Sweeney Todd, you know, hooks up with, uh, you know, like teams up with Mrs. Lovett at her shop, um, but they're not really doing anything yet. He's kind of just hiding out there to like bide his time until he can get his hands on Turpin. But I mean, you know, so Sweeney Todd is is hiding out in Mrs. Lovett's shop and they go, you know, through town and they actually go um, see Pirelli's like demonstration with his little assistant, Toby. Um, yeah. And he Sweeney Todd like disproves that the miracle elixir, which is supposed to grow hair. He ends up determining that it's piss and ink. Yep. <laughs> which which always makes me laugh. It's funny um, that they they're just uh, blasting everybody out. Yeah, he's <laughs> literally just literally just like, literally just like <laughs> he's literally just like uh, what is it? Smells like piss. Looks like piss. This is piss. <laughs> like it's yeah. such a good, it's such a good line. Yeah. Um. And so Pirelli comes out because Toby's been trying to stand his ground against Todd and Pirelli comes out and they have a shave contest, which is where like Pirelli and Sasha Baron Cohen really get to shine with their singing. You talk about falsetto, dude, that last high note that he hits is insane. Yeah. Um, and Sweeney Todd just, you know, upstages him and literally shaves the dude that he's working on in like two seconds, <laughs> like, or in two swipes or whatever. It's awesome. It, it it is man and, and like the the early the early parts of this movie and i i haven't seen the actual like broadway production yeah uh so i i can't give much to that mm -hmm. but 
the the Tim Burton, you know, version, like it's it's so kind of like innocent and, and like not like crazy at the first and then once you get about halfway through then it just goes fucking ape shit yeah and we're gonna we're gonna talk about that now because this i think is my favorite scene in the movie it is so demented and disturbing when pirelli comes to tell todd that he knows who he is because he used to work in benjamin barker's shop and he's like oh i remember your razor blades um, so he's threatening to out him as Benjamin Barker if he doesn't give him 50% of his earnings from the shop because he's doing shavings up there. When yep. he when he's like, let's see what Beetle thinks, Mr. Sweeney Todd, and Sweeney takes that burning tea kettle and just bashes him in the face. Yeah. Like, and then that score that comes up, dude, like that's that is my favorite scene in the movie. The look on Johnny Depp's face when he snaps and is just beating him with the tea kettle is so creepy and so well done. That's where the movie like really wakes up. Yeah. And, and, and I agree. It's so hard for me not seeing the Broadway production and only seeing this one. It makes Um, you, it makes you wonder how they pull some of this stuff off in the, in the play, you know? Yeah, and and I'm just thinking, you know, like I said, uh, you know, the, apparently there's a new one with Josh Groban or whatever, and mm-hmm. I'm like, Josh Groban is going to be doing this, but it, <laughs> like uh, Burton, Burton does it so hardcore that it's it's hard to imagine, a, you know, a Broadway play of it because yeah. Burton just goes fucking hard as shit with it. Case in point, when uh, when Pirelli, his body got stuffed in the little like like box thing and he's they're trying to hide it from Toby because Sweeney just killed Pirelli and Toby was like, oh, I'll wait for him. And then Mrs. Lovett's got to keep Toby distracted when Pirelli comes out like super bloody and still barely alive. And Sweeney Todd just like viciously slowly cuts his throat. And he's like twitching while dying. It's so brutal, dude. It is. It's really rough. Um, and even even before they kind of like get there, uh, the the song between he and uh, Mrs. Lovett talking about the best pies in London. <laughs> I love that, that, that song so much. It's the, it's so good. And yeah, these are these at, are probably the worst pies in London. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> at that point, uh, you're kind of you you already know that basically they're making pies out of people. Um and oh and see, the, I, I didn't get that. I, I thought that she was like a rundown pie shop and then became a success when they started killing people. Well, before that, before they kind of get into, you know, making pies out of people, um, they're doing it with cats. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're basically uh, catching cats <laughs> like Jeez. out of the alley and making pies with the cats. Wow. Um, and yeah, then... I've never caught that in all my watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then... After that, that's when uh, they start making pies out of people. Um, Yeah. And I mean, we get so Pirelli's the first to go. And let's talk about probably the most iconic song in the movie. When Judge Turpin finally comes in for a shave and Sweeney's like, "Okay, he's finally here. I'll take my time. We'll we'll sing that. uh, Another really good song. uh, Pretty Women. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that's yeah. another great song, like a duet between uh um Alan Rickman and Johnny Depp. Yep. And yep. he's like, All right, I'm gonna take my time, I'll slit his throat when the time's ready. And Anthony comes in and says he's gonna steal Joanna, and Judge Turpin gets wind of it and basically says, I'll never come back to your shop again. When Johnny Depp sings the song Epiphany, which is yeah. the they all deserve to die. Yep. Mm-hmm. one of the greatest like probably the most iconic song in the movie and one of the best scenes is when he realizes 
you know what? Fuck everyone. Like anyone that comes through this shop is dead meat. <laughs> like, and that's essentially what starts <laughs> off the the meat pies in the shop is he's going to kill him and Mrs. Lovett's going to make pies out of him. Well, and I, I like that you say dead meat because it's literally dead meat. Um, and, <laughs> yep. And that's that's kind of the first time because like his his barber chair, they they drop them well oh, he's yes. saving them and everything and then the barber chair has kind of like a little trap door below yep. it and so the barber chair he's like shaving them and then as, as soon as he's done shaving them he drops them down you know into the trap door and yeah and and then again they're they're making pies out of people and it's it's so crazy. And I love that whole montage after that where I forget what song they're singing, but he's singing this joyful song and just slitting people's throats willy nilly, like a couple shaves, take some hair off your face and then slit the throat and push them back down into the trap door. Oh, because he's he's having such a great time with it because yeah. like it's it's his revenge, man. Like mm-hmm. he's he's getting everybody he's like just anyone that has ever kind of like crossed him mm-hmm. he's like yep i'm fucking you up <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they put you know toby is still around he ends up basically working for mrs lovett in the shop he's like oh when is miss when is pirelli gonna be back and she's like oh don't worry about that i'll make you pies you can work here you can stay here it's fine um well, but he's I- but he's kind of suspicious throughout the whole thing yeah, and and that's an interesting um, relationship um, between Lovett and Toby, because Toby is you know basically an orphan, and he hasn't really had a family or anything. And Miss Lovett like loves him, yeah, um, and, and and they really do have like a a love relationship. Um, yeah, like uh, a, and, basically like a mother to a to a son, and Toby sings another great song, "Not While I'm Around." Yes, not while like, I'm around. Basically, and, like he's suspicious of Todd because he thinks Todd is a bad guy, so he sings to love it. I'm not going to let anything happen to you, and Todd won't do anything to you. Exactly. So he feels like he needs to, um, he's to protect Miss Lovett because he feels like she's she's in danger from Todd, Mm -hmm. but they, but they do have this, um, you know, mother son relationship, uh, which is, which is cool. Well, someone else that is suspicious of Todd and Mrs. Lovett is a character who has some scenes that honestly creep me out, which is the beggar woman uh, who's just kind of like standing outside the shop saying that uh, that Mrs. Lovett is evil and people eventually start complaining because they're getting that foul smell from the chimney because they're killing yeah. people. <laughs> and uh, yeah. but the beggar woman is like just kind of hanging out and you're like when you're watching it, you're like, why do they keep cutting back to to this beggar woman? Why is she here? You know, right. So, exactly. But she's going to come into play a little bit later. But I mean, I mean, as we go on, you know, Anthony and Todd hatch a plan to try to steal Joanna. And essentially they get it put into play where she's going to pose as a boy when they break her out. And Turpin gets wind of that and actually comes back to Todd's shop. Later on, we get, you know, towards the end of the movie. um, And Todd is, you know, going to get him there. But the most (laughs) bizarre scene in the film is the By the Seaside segment where Mrs. Lovett yes. is singing is singing about marrying yes. Sweeney Todd and they're just sitting on the beach. <laughs> it's it's such a great scene too though. Yep. Um and and especially with um with Tim Burton doing it like um even Mrs. Lovett's like kind of outfit is is very Beetlejuice. Yep. I love Sweeney Todd when he's in those like striped PJs as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's been that's been memed to death as well as those two sitting on the beach. She's all happy and he just looks so uninterested. 
Yeah, and it's 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 such an uh, it's such an odd but wonderful scene mm-hmm. because it's like they're they're talking and 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 singing about you know we're gonna be kind of be together forever and we're just uh you know wanting to have great times together and everything like that and for them to be on a beach (laughs) (laughs) it literally comes out of nowhere i love it yeah it's it's just the most odd thing ever because (laughs) you wouldn't you wouldn't think about you know these these people you know sweeney and 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 miss lovett like wanting to have a beach vacation or or, or <laughs> well, whatever. we literally it's, it's we literally a... go from dark dastardly london to like the brightest beach i've ever seen <laughs> yeah and and then there yeah it is the brightest beach um and then it, at the same time they're wearing like the most like kind of das like i don't, I don't want to say dastardly but they're like just like it's not a beach clothing like you know what i'm saying like they were in yep. these like dark glasses and um <laughs> have just these weird costumes on and yep. everything so it's it's just such an odd little scene um but it's it's so good at the same time yeah like, it comes out of left field like the like it's a head scratching scene in the kind of the same way the the uh pancakes kung fu scene from cabin fever is <laughs> yeah yeah like, that's the same reaction i had i'm like whoa where did this come from uh yeah but it's you're a- just like you're just like what's going on here um yeah but you're it's like a- <laughs> you're like the most dark people on the planet <laughs> and, and you're uh you're making pies out of uh people People. and it's and now you're on the beach yeah (laughs) yeah you're you're having a beach vacation like what's going on it's such a it's such a good scene dude i love it um but we get close to the end you know people are complaining about the smell coming from the cellar and people are getting suspicious and then anthony breaks out joanna and disguises her as a boy shaves her head so that they can run away together and turpin comes back to todd at his shop and said where is she I know your friend took her and he's like, no, no, no. Like, we'll find Anthony. We'll catch him when he comes in. He'll be here soon. How about a shave in the meantime? And we, you know, reprise pretty women. And again, we get another great scene where finally Turpin realizes who Benjamin Barker or who Todd is. Yeah. And, you know, he screams Benjamin Barker. And then, holy shit, Todd goes to town on stabbing him. Yes, and and shit goes buck wild. Like, like the blood is the... literally splattering, splattering on the window that's on the ceiling. <laughs> like, yeah, and it like the 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 latter part of the movie or or the last like probably twenty minutes mm-hmm. is is so crazy. It is um, because we get into you know. Toby figures out that like all these people are being shot down the chute. Um, and now, remind me, Todd killed Beetle Bamford, right? But it was like off screen, yes. Okay, oh, that's right, because Toby finds his body down in the cellar, yeah. So basically, what happens is, um, and I haven't seen it in a minute, so I, I could be not a hundred percent correct on it um but basically toby figures out that you know todd is you know just dumping all these people into the cellar and that's where they're cooking them and yep you know everything like that and so when toby figures it out he's worried about um helena bottom carter well he's also worried because todd is always threatening mrs lovett that he's going to kill toby because toby knows too much Right. So they exactly. basically they basically go on the hunt for Toby because Toby knows, but Toby slips out. Um and he's, you know, hiding from Todd while Todd is exacting revenge on Turpin. And so Turpin dies and well, but it, it's the same it's the same time as as they're kind of going underneath the 
the house or whatever. Yep. Um, that uh, Toby goes into, um, you know, trying to protect Miss Lovett again. Um, yeah, and pretty much. Even, yeah, and he even uh, reiterates um, the <clears throat> song, you know, uh, nothing's going to harm you while I'm around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and does it again, and they and they have this weird iteration on the song, um, and love it. And uh, Sweeney are are both kind of singing a different version of it. Uh, yeah, as, as shit's going down. Yeah. So finally, Todd gets his revenge on Turpin. Turpin's dead. And Todd finds Joanna, his daughter, that he doesn't know is his daughter, hidden in there and just thinks it's a young man because she shaved her head. So he's about to kill his he's about to kill his daughter. Yeah. And then hears Mrs. Lovett scream in the cellar. And he says, forget my face. And he lets Joanna go. And he also killed the beggar woman because the beggar woman came looking to find Beetle Bamford. Um, and he's just like, oh, I don't care, homeless woman. I'm going to slit her throat. And he kills her, sends her down to the cellar. And Mrs. Well, Lovitz... and the, the beggar, the beggar woman was his wife, wasn't it? Yeah, that's the big reveal at the end. Yeah. Um, so we go down to the cellar. Sweeney Todd finds out that Mrs. Lovett was screaming because Turpin was still kind of alive and grabbed onto her foot. Um, and then Todd finds the beggar woman's body and he pulls back her hair. And that is Lucy. That's his wife that he thought was dead. Yeah. And he just killed his wife. Yeah. Yeah. And you find out that that uh, that Mrs. Lovett knew that his wife was alive the whole time and lied to him. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And because she's in love with him. uh, And she's like, well, technically, I didn't lie. Like she did try to poison herself or whatever, but she's alive. But I love you. So I didn't tell you. And Todd's like, this is another great scene that actually really caught me off guard when I watched this the first time is Todd's like, oh, it's fine. I love you, Mrs. Lovett. Let's dance. And then he freaking throws her into the uh, into the (laughs) the furnace. Yeah, the furnace. Yep. And that scene of her like melting away and screaming and burning alive and him just shutting the door (laughs) is so fucked up, dude. It is, man. Um, this this movie, um, and and just the, you know, the play in general, you know, it's it's just so, um, tragic. <laughs> like, yeah, it's 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 because everybody, there's there's no good situation between anybody. Not like, even everybody Todd. gets killed. Yeah, not even Todd. Like, so he he killed his wife. And while he's holding her body, Toby comes out and slits Todd's throat. And Todd, like, this is something that I've always wondered about the movie. When you watch Todd, he seems to know Toby's behind him, right? Right. Because he he lifts his head up and he kind of turns his eyes to the side. And then he looks kind of puzzled for a second because Toby doesn't slit his throat right away. Yeah, he's he's lifting his head to be killed, right? Like he's basically offering himself to be killed. Yeah, he's he's welcoming it. That's the way that I took it. Okay, I've always seen it is that because at this point, I mean, between love it between Toby, uh, between his daughter and everything, it's just kind of like. just everything has just been so fucked up that he's just like dude i'm done like just yeah so he i'm i'm ready to go okay that's Um, what i that's what i always took it as is that he kind of knows that toby's there and he's like yeah just get it over with man uh so so toby slits his throat and he bleeds to death there cradling his wife and todd dies yeah and that's I, i love 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 uh that kind of uh that ending scene yeah where there he's he's got his wife in his hands miss lovett's already been killed and he's just bleeding all over his wife like because his his throat or his throat has been slit 
um, and he's just bleeding all over his wife, who's already dead. Yep. Um, I, it's just a. I mean, <laughs> I, I I hate to say that it's a it's a great scene, um, but it is like no, it's it's a haunting ending, dude. And like once again, you kind of don't really know who you're supposed to root for, and I think it just makes it that much better i mean i guess at the end of the day the one you can root for is toby he's like the only pure character in the movie like the only good person <laughs> and so um and and anthony and joanna um well yeah i mean i don't i don't think there's anyone that that can win in this situation you know what i'm no, saying I guess, like it's, well i guess it, i guess uh i guess anthony and joanna won because they did run away and toby survived so like I guess those are like your only pure characters in the movie, you sure. know. Sure, but I, there's there's nobody that's really kind of innocent in this situation. Yeah, uh, but that's what's cool about it is that the happy ending goes to characters that aren't the main characters. Our main character has a tragic life. Yeah, um, and it's such a interesting way to go, and um, you know, I know that comes from the from the play. But uh, yeah, no, it's a great ending, dude. It's so haunting. It's it's really sad. <laughs> like when you realize that Todd ended up taking his own wife's life is like yeah. so horrible. Well, and and I I said it a second ago, but I mean, just that, uh, just that visual of him, like kind of he's holding her and he's hunched over and like he's just bleeding out like a motherfucker yep and, and like that just that just scene or just that visual of that is is so good uh um, yeah. no it's fantastic yeah um, it's 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 <laughs> it's just it's just a great looking it, just visually it's just yeah. a, a great, uh, great piece. Like, it's so cool. Yeah, and I think we can say that for the entire movie because that's our discussion on Sweeney Todd. Long story short, it's a great movie. Um, if you have not seen it, like, get on it. It's a great movie. Absolutely. The music in this movie is great. The The actors are impeccable. Everybody did a great job. Tim Burton did a great job directing. I love the movie. I think it's just fantastic. Yep. And you, I mean, I couldn't agree more. You heard it from me. I think this is my favorite Tim Burton movie. Um, and it's it's worth your time. So check it out. Um, but that's our discussion on Sweeney Todd. So as Jason said earlier, Jason, we've started a Facebook group for Midnight Terrors podcast, which is essentially a group for horror fans and listeners of the podcast to come together and uh, just talk some horror together. And we started it. People have been really chiming in and having conversations with us and each other um, and connecting in that way. And it's just been really cool to to see that. Yeah, it's it's been really fun, um, you know, uh, because of the Instagram, which I try to keep up with. But uh, you're the you're the <laughs> kind of kind of the main guy on the Instagram. Um I I didn't get to see as much as I would like to or or people's comments and stuff like that. Um but since we've started the Facebook group, I've I've loved just seeing everybody's comments and you know everything we can do with it and it it's been fun. So yeah, so please, it's please join the Facebook group if if you're a fan. Absolutely. It's just Midnight Terrors podcast on Facebook. Just uh, ask to join and come in and be cool and talk horror with everybody. And we'll be happy to have you. So uh, check it out. And uh, we also have T-shirts available now. Uh, we started a tea public store, which is linked in our Instagram in our link tree. It's I believe it's the bottom one. But you can go pick up some T-shirts and some stickers and some hoodies with our classic Midnight Terrors logo on it. So uh, if you want to join the family and uh, rep Midnight Terrors wherever you go, go check that out as well. Yep, hit it up. 
And lastly, uh, as we've said, we do have a live event coming up where we're going to record a couple live episodes. It's going to be at Oak Road Brewery on Thursday, October 19th from 7 to 9 p.m. We're going to record two live podcast episodes where we're going to mic the crowd. We want audience participation. So bring those voices. Be ready to debate with us and yell at us and uh, just talk some horror with us and have some good time. You know, Jason likes to debate. So bring your (laughs) bring your A game. I do like debate, and you can (laughs) tell me I'm an asshole all day long. (laughs) Well, technically, you can't say asshole, but you can call him something else (laughs) because we're going kid-friendly for for, uh, Oak Road. But uh, no, it's going to be fun. We're going to record some live episodes. Um, Our very good friends and Charleston's absent friends are going to come do some Rocky Horror numbers and provide entertainment. They're going to judge the costume contest that we're going to have. Uh, we're going to do a round oh, of horror trips. Yeah, buddy. I think Jason and I are going to dress up as something. I'm not going to say what, but we're working on something. So we'll we'll play along. And then uh, we've got a round of horror trivia uh, that I believe Mr. J is going to put together for us. So that's going to be fun. There's going to be prizes. There's plenty of good craft beer and drinks at the at the brewery. There's going to be a food truck, which I believe is like a Philly cheesesteak food truck. Uh, so we will be partaking in that for sure. And it is a free event. You don't need to buy tickets or anything. Just come on out, come dressed in a costume and uh, come party for Halloween with us. It's going to be a good time. Yep. Come party with the party, man. Have yourself a 40 and just party. Mm, just, <laughs> <laughs> just have yourself a 40. <laughs> Chill out and party. Oh, I love it. Uh, but that's it for this episode of the Midnight Terrors podcast. And uh, obviously, as always, you can get in touch with us on our Facebook and Instagram under Midnight Terrors podcast. You can also shoot us an email at Midnight Terrors podcast at gmail.com. Send us those movie picks, topic recommendations, whatever you want to hear us talk about. We are happy to do so. So that's it for the show. Jason, what's the show called, man? Oh, it's called the Midnight Terrors Podcast. That it is. And that's it for this episode. Thank you so much, everybody. We love you all. Thank you for listening. We'll see you all again next time. Peace.